welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome everyone back to Divorce Coaches Academy. I am really excited today to be talking about something extremely important and something that Divorce Coach Academy holds uh, to the highest regard, and that's how to be an advocate for the field and professional practice of divorce coaching. We know that advocacy involves taking action to promote the profession, and what can we do as individual practitioners to play a role in supporting that? and supporting the awareness and knowledge and taking the action of promoting a healthy profession. Yeah, the profession, which is relatively new. And that's one of the barriers we come across to begin with. Um, I don't know about you, but when people ask me, hey, what do you do? And I say, I'm a divorce coach. They get that glazed look. Like, I don't know what that is. Exactly, um, and I have to I have to explain it. So first of all, they hear the word coach, and I think that has some connotation to it. And then divorce coach, um, we've talked about that. I think the the profession is changing in terms of who's entering. Yeah, but um, I I have to explain that. Yeah. So the the very first thing we can talk about in terms of advocacy is what can that individual coach do. Yeah, that individual coach can be of the utmost professional. We talked a couple of weeks ago about how, about onboarding clients and how important it is for that onboarding process to be clean, smooth, easy, professional, and yeah. then for that client to have a great experience, um, so that they're a raving fan. They have a great experience with you. You're professional. They walk away with results. Um, that is the number one thing that yeah. we as professional divorce coaches can do to spread the word, which is advocacy. Is It starts with the individual client experience, right? That experience in which they see value in it. Right. And one of the other things that we we talk about all the time, especially with new coaches, right, is what is your elevator pitch? How are you explaining to others what the practice of divorce coaches? As you said, you know, when you say, hey, I am a certified divorce coach, people go, what? What is that? I've never heard of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's really that accurate representation of the field. And as individual practitioners, we play a huge role in defining, communicating, using our voices as to saying what it is we do. And for many mm-hmm. divorce coaches, that could be complicated, right? Because there are a lot of things that we do do. But mm-hmm. what's important is really defining that space, that pathway of where we practice not to be encroaching on others who might feel threatened 
by the presence of a divorce coach. And that might be an attorney or that might be a, a therapist, a family therapist who's working in that space. So really navigating that, finding that voice, that accurate representation is also huge in terms of advocacy. For sure. We want to make sure people see the value in our lane. We don't want to cross over into other lanes because there there is. I recently read an ADA article that talked about how to keep third parties out of that attorney-client relationship, out of the process. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how do we go about shifting that so that they see the value in adding to that. And that is, again, having clients show up to their parent coordinator, their guardian ad litem, their CDFA, their attorney, right? Prepared, organized, ready to make decisions, understanding what the process looks like. So that, for instance, a family law attorney sees a very clear difference Yes, between their clients who are working with a divorce coach and their clients who are not working with a divorce coach. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, there's space for everyone in this practice. Right. There's space for everyone. What the divorce rate is, is inching up toward 50%. So of the population in the United States, at least, I don't know that it's consistent around the world. But in the United States, we're approaching, I think the latest number I saw was 47%. That's a lot of people that can use support in terms of transitioning their family to something that looks different. And yes, part of that process is breaking a legal contract. But Mm -hmm. part of that process is emotional management. It's conflict management. It's processing those fears. It's planning for the future. It's all the things that we do. Yes. And and we know that the benefits of advocacy and professional advocacy really minimizes the barriers for coaches to provide services, right? Mm-hmm. By defining our space, we're actually expanding our scope and reach in terms of who we're working with, right? Potential right. clients, you know, in in terms of not sort of being sort of stuck in some kind of space that's undefined. The more we can define it, the more we can unite our voices and sharing similar messages, we're better able to establish that knowledge and awareness, both on a community level, state level, and a national level. Right. Agreed. Okay, so uh, assuming I'm a certified divorce coach and everything in my individual practice where I'm working with clients is professional, they're having a great experience with me, they're getting great results. Mm. So on an individual level, I'm doing everything I can to do the the best job. My client has a great experience. I've got all that tied up. What's the next step I can take, Tracy, to advocate for the profession of divorce coaching? Right. Once I have my individual yes. practice 
Perfect. Great. Yes, you've got it. Yeah, no, yes, you've got it. You're, you're, you're well-defined in your space, adhering to standards of practice and code of ethics and your professional foundational training to become certified or professional practicing divorce coach. The next step is really how do you branch out that value, that language, that definition into your community? At a large, right? And a lot of that can be presenting at a, a local school board or a, a town meeting, right? Where then you are sharing that information, that value you're already bringing and extending that reach out. And it could start first on the individual level and then move to the community level. There's also this next step of then bringing it out a little further on your state level, right? Being involved in state organizations. For example, perhaps your state American uh, ABA section, right? Mm -hmm. The American Bar Association. What is your uh, state access? And, And many people as divorce coaches don't realize that you can join the ABA as a non-attorney, right? And there is a whole section in the American Bar Association for alternative dispute resolution practices. And here you can actually take a role on your state level and, and be sharing information about what it is you do as a divorce coach. Again, staying within our lane, developing that synergy, that complementary place as a profession without it being seen as competition in which somebody then has to find reason why divorce coaching is not a professional practice. Correct. So a couple of examples of that. I recently attended a few months ago, the ABA section dispute resolution section annual conference. Mm -hmm. I made amazing networking contacts there. Absolutely. I consistently attend state of Ohio ADR trainings, ADR trainings. And I don't practice as a mediator, but I take every mediation training the Supreme Court of Ohio offers. Why? I sit in the classroom with magistrates, Mm -hmm. with judges, with GALs, with all the people that then get to know me. I recently took an advanced mediation training and guess what? All the people in there saw me, saw my skill level and said, wow, divorce coaching does that. That's advocacy. That is advocacy Being in the room with those people and showing up as who you are and Mm -hmm. demonstrating your knowledge. That's advocacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we know one of the challenges, because we're relatively young fields, that there is no national association for divorce coaching, right? Unlike, you know, mediation or other arenas, there are professional, national professional associations. So right now there isn't one. And, and, and there are people who are stepping up. For example, Divorce Coaches Academy, we really take the role of advocacy as a, a serious one of our three pillars in mm-hmm. terms of our mission and what we're doing at Divorce Coaches Academy. Right. So, so being able to um, 
have opportunities, you know, where we can kind of cross over and enter into some of these other spaces. For example, like you said, the American Bar Association or the Bar Association on a state level or other organizations such as mediation or alternative dispute resolution areas, we are showing up and communicating what it is we do, right? Mm -hmm. And we've seen a lot of great divorce coaches out there doing this, right? Uh, 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 Julie, uh, a certified divorce coach, Roundtree, did a wonderful article for the Jacksonville Bar Association on what divorce coaching is. And those Mm -hmm. eyes were all for attorneys, right? For the most part, those people who were reading that article were attorneys. And again, being able to share that information. Right. Um, Elena also did a presentation for the Ohio Bar Association. Mm. Um, right. The yeah. other avenue you have is not necessarily with those kinds of professional organizations. I know you've done this. I have been out in the community in business networking organizations. Yes. So there are several women's organizations that are women business executives here in my area and that I'm part of, and I go to their lunch and learns, and they have all these things. And I was invited to be a speaker. Now, people don't want to hear public speakers talk about divorce. But (laughs) how can you take what you do and translate it into something that is helpful to people in general? I took decision making, because that's so much of what we do is help people make decisions. So I took that and I tweaked it and I turned it into a general, how do you make hard decisions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and feel good about it Yeah, and spoke to a whole group of about 150 women business executives. Yeah. But I wove in all my story examples in my talk mm-hmm. were about my divorce coaching clients and my bio told what I did. So that is also advocacy, even though I wasn't in the ABA and I wasn't in a mediation environment, I was still spreading the word. Absolutely. Spreading the word. And and the more we know that we can spread the word, the more that we can unite our voices in terms of uh, sharing similar values, again, setting standards, the competencies of practice, that value that we talk about and and showing up how we show up is so important to this right so when you're coming to this these uh meetings or these community presentations or or crossover organizations where we're participants how we present ourselves the language that we're using is uh, again extremely important. So as Mm -hmm. we work to professional advocacy, the bar that we're holding for ourselves is really the bar we're holding and showing to a larger community, right? Right. Right. You have to, you know, number one, behave in a way, but also believe you deserve a seat at that table as much as anybody else there does. Yes. Which know is yeah, which we know a lot of divorce coaches struggle with, right? They struggle with that space. Right. So how do you get yourself in that? So some of this is mindset work. 
Yes. So you start at your own individual practice so that you build that confidence so that then when you do walk into that room or when you make that ask, can I do a presentation? Can I write an article? Can I be on your podcast? Being a podcast guest is a great way. I know, Tracy, you've gone into um, schools and yes. spoken with the guidance counselors, yep. right? You have to build that individual confidence first then to go and know that you deserve to make that ask, that you deserve a seat at that table, that you deserve a place in that room yeah. and that you're worthy of it because of the value that you add. Yeah. And one of the things that you and I are both true believers in and really hence the inception of Divorce Coaches Academy is how extremely important continuing education and professional development is in further developing that confidence, that voice, Mm -hmm. right? To be able to adequately and confidently speak to the profession, right? The, the leveling up you and I talk about, right? Certification being the baseline. What is the, the professional commitment you have to yourself, your independent practice and to the profession as a whole in continuing to learn, keeping up with the trends, being able to speak the language in other areas that support the professional development, right? So it really starts with you individually and your Mm -hmm. ongoing learning process. And then I really want to say the next step to that in terms of your ongoing continued professional development education is mentoring. Mentoring Mm -hmm. is an amazing place to work in professional advocacy with new coaches that are coming up through the ranks, right? What is your role in mentoring? Yeah, what is your role in mentoring? And, uh, you know, when we talk about profession, I think that's more mindset work is when you when you come into this, are you coming into it as a profession? Or are you seeing it as a little side gig, as Mm -hmm. a little way to make a little extra part time money? Now, I'm not saying you have to do it full time. I'm not saying you have to do it 40 or 50 hours a week. But are you seeing it as a professional position? Absolutely. It's also important to have that mindset about this isn't just a side gig where you're looking to make $1,000 a month so that you can afford to add to your family's vacation fund. Right. It's really important. And that's part of that building confidence to have a seat at the table is to really have this idea that this is a real profession. Yes. And needs to be regarded. And I agree with you a hundred percent. It starts with that mindset. So just Mm -hmm. kind of circling back, right? The importance of all of us in terms of, we know if we're not a strong and healthy as a profession, we can't adequately help others. And I know so many people come into the field of divorce coaching and the professional practice of divorce coaching to help others, right? To make a difference in the lives of individuals who are experiencing divorce. So we talked quite about 
uh, quite a, a few things. Uh, one, right, being clear in your language, right, understanding right. what your pathway is, a defined space in terms of the work it is that we do as divorce coaches. The second, mm-hmm. continuing to provide value to the work that you're doing with clients, that you are equipped to provide a, a, a valuable service and that they're seeing that outcome, which then will transcend and and share with other professions their experience, right? The third, we've talked about being involved, presenting, sharing information about what it is that we do and or allowing opportunities for people to learn more about the field of divorce coaching through our presence, whether that is in uh, community events, guidance counselors, networking, small business association, right? Opportunities to continue to keep that conversation going. On the state level, getting involved in organizations, like I said, your state uh, bar association. Um, And then on the national level, really other organizations, including the National uh, American Bar Association or or groups such as mediation, CDFAs, alternative dispute Mm -hmm. resolution. So there's, there's so much that we can do to continue to develop our individual voices, to unite our voices in regard Mm -hmm. to advocacy. Absolutely. And the other part that I think DCA is really committed to is creating this community Mm. because it's hard to do this alone. And as part of a community, we also can talk with each other about what are you doing for advocacy? What's working for you? How did you pitch to get part of this? Or what did you do? And you're right. So there's the synergy of also, you know, like you said, not doing it alone. And so I guess I want to throw out again, this case consultation and mastermind group that we have where we get together twice a month as a group. And, and yes, we do reflective practice to help you with your complex cases and your frustrations and those clients that you just feel like you're not getting results with. But we also just share brainstorming and best practices and you know, things that where you want to level up next, or you do want to take that next step in advocacy. How did you get in touch with your bar? How did you convince them to do a presentation? How did you get your article on Thrive Global or Mind Body Green? Yeah. How did you get right. a local TV network, right? Exactly. Uh, your, your public relation efforts. And I agree. And the other thing the case consultation group does, and Deb, you talked about it in terms of mindset and perspective, is really quelling that concept of imposter syndrome. Absolutely. That, that you have earned the right in your training and, and the work that you've done professionally to be here. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so owning that, that confidence, right. And we talk a lot about that in the case consultation group and, and that community of individuals supporting one another, right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all about fixing each other's crowns. No offense, <laughs> you know, whether that's a, a crown or tiara, right. Rather right. than knocking it off. And, and uh, the more we're able to unite the, the world of professional practicing divorce coaches, the more we are going to be stronger as a field. As a field. And that's really, that's what we want. We want you to impact clients. These are our three pillars. Client impact. We, we want you to change the lives of individuals and families. We want you to succeed in your business. We want, we want you to make money. 
right? Absolutely. We, we really want you to have financial success. And then we want to advocate for the profession, right? We, yeah. we want people to see us as professionals, as credible, as a valuable part of the team. Absolutely. So thanks yeah. for hanging out with us today. Uh, I hope this was helpful. I hope we give you a few ideas about how you can take the next step to kind of raise awareness about our profession um, and get the word out because it's going to take a little while. We're, we're brand new, but you can be a big, uh, you can be a big part of that. So get your mindset wrapped around. If you want a little encouragement, happy to have you in our case consult group. And you know what we will, we'll build up your confidence. So you feel good about going out there and doing it. Yay. All right. Yay. Um, All right. (laughs) We We appreciate your time and we'll be back next week with another tough topic. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.